Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of Columbus Local Podcast. This evening, we have the great pleasure to have a discussion with Cliff Marsh. Cliff, good to see you, sir. It's better to be seen by you, my friend. <laughs> it's so awesome you're making the time to uh, to do this. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was a little hesitant at first. I was like, what do I have to talk about? Um, I haven't been in it for long, and... You know, I'm not 20, 30 years in with all kinds of war stories. So I was like, well, what do you want to talk about? And then uh, you came to see 270 Famous and uh, broke me down <laughs> with their support. So. You know, we did we did come out. We made it Friday night, this past Friday night. And um, Cliff, i got to say, it's a great, great band. Thank you. And, you know, one of the things I liked about um, 270 Famous is... The fact that you know you guys really um, have have a lot of great musicianship. Yeah, it's a and no one's overplaying there. No one. It, I mean, just you know, you got a lot of players and the very high talented players. Yeah, yeah. But you're all musicians, and you you respect the material, and you respect yourselves, and you give each other you know room to breathe. Exactly. In spite of me being in the band, it's a pretty good band. <laughs> And when you talk overplaying, I'm I'm chuckling because I'm a chronic overplayer. I I feel things I shouldn't feel sometimes, and that and you know the only way to emote it when you're carrying something and your fingers are on something and it's in your mouth is to play. So that's how I emote, and uh, <clears throat> I probably need to restrain it a little bit just to maintain harmony within any band I'm in. But thank you for that. Oh, for sure, man. It's and it's the truth. It, you know, it really is. It's it's a matter of um, uh, just making adjustment here. Sure. Sorry. I don't know what happened there, um, but uh, I think our sounds a little bit a little bit stronger. We um, we just have to measure the uh, the output, and I think I think we're back back where we need to be. Okay. Um, but yeah, 270 Famous, that was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, they're, they're a great group of guys. And I always wonder when one of them's going to just come to practice and say, you know what, if some of the folks from the Elks Lodge came and they saw what you were wearing and they saw me with you and they're not too happy about our association, so I'm going to have to leave the band. Oh, stop, I, man. You know, no I mean, I can play in khakis and a button-down polo shirt, but... Uh, no, that's not me. No, you gotta be to yourself. You gotta, gotta be, be myself. Yourself. For sure. People kind of are used to the hat or the slouchy beanie and um, other various forms of jewelry, which I consider to be gender neutral, but some would probably have other opinions. Uh, so, yeah. And I wear the hats because I sweat profusely. And I wouldn't be able to see. I would be like, you know... Rocky and Rocky Four at the end. So you not you not only look cool, but you you're serving a functional. It's functional, purpose. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you're you're dressed for the part, despite where where and, and whom you're playing with. Um, you've got two seventy famous. That's that's gigging. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I know some of the answers to these, but you know, <laughs> where else are you? Uh, are you well, I'm in playing? a. A small little band. We're just trying to get gigs out right now. We're called Rock House Columbus. So we're just starting. We're still in the basement. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I um, the Doug show. It's yeah, freaking, those guys are I freaking mean, awesome, man. Doug, 
could get paid to teach a master class in how to market, how to promote, how to create a vision and follow through with it in terms of your musical artistry and staying true to brand. <clears throat> I mean, he's, he's tireless. He's always thinking the stuff. Uh, he's right now probably at a whiteboard, you know, just kind of, well, I want to do this and, and that. So, yeah. And, he's a true entrepreneur. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, you know, and the rest of the guys are just great, too. So um, love them all. And, um, yeah, when you're tight with a group of guys like that and you're, you're as busy as we are, it helps to have some chemistry. It helps to, you know, have some cohesion. And, uh, you know, we're all centered around Rock House as the entity first, I think. And we're all very appreciative and gracious, and we recognize the impact we have in terms of bringing people out. I see, just from my limited time there on stage, you know, the impact in changing someone's day. Hearing something from the past, you know, when they had a full head of hair and uh, their stomach wasn't as big, you know, and they're just reliving that, so... Yeah, that, that's one of the beauties about being in Rock House. It's, it, it's got the three C's, which I always look for, the commitment, uh, the chemistry, and the competency. You know, talented guys, and they're definitely committed. You have to be committed when you're in Rock House and you're as busy as you are. And then the competency is there, competency is there too, very talented. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the most recent gigs that rock house did was at the Columbus Oktoberfest. Oh yeah. I was there. And I saw <laughs> rock house had Saturday night, the, the last yeah. slot. And, um, I, I was ill that day. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, I did see some photos of rock house's performance yeah. and some video maybe yeah. online. And I saw a particular picture of you cliff. And I also saw a photo of that crowd. Okay, and the look on your face uh, was priceless. Then I'll show you that picture. Oh that. yeah, yeah, I love to see that. But yeah. but I, you know, I um, I was wondering, you know, what was what was going through? What was Cliff thinking, looking at that mm. crowd, that Saturday, that Saturday night crowd at, at Columbus October? Because I think that was a record crowd. Yeah, I think it was. Um, <clears throat> everyone was just so just so pumped and just so happy to be out. And, you know, take everything in. Um, and I feed off of the crowd energy. Um, with Rock House especially, I mean, with other bands and in other venues, you know, there's an intimacy there. And so you feel it when they get up and dance and they grab your tambourine from your stand and whatever. Um, but with Rock House, there's the separation. So I'm not as intimate with the crowd because we're normally on a bigger stage. So I kind of zone in on faces and I, I look at people and they're um, feeling a certain way. And I just love that. And that's why I do music in general. But particularly with Rock House, because we don't have the physical proximity, it's important to me to make eye contact, you know. And, and to see them kind of cheer me on. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's great. Yeah, you're such a presence, man. You're, you're charismatic uh, in regard to being there with, with the band, with an already charismatic group of dudes. I yeah. Mean, you guys all together are just a yeah. real strong presence. That's just a great, great, great yeah. band to want to be a part of watching. I almost feel group. like uh, we were tailor-made, like my, the way I want to create a vision of who they see 
when they think of Cliff Marsh and all oh, Cliff's in that band, you know, I want people to be able to connect on that level. Like, oh, there he is. I, I see him. In, I see a cowboy hat. I see too much jewelry for any grown ass man to wear. I see scarves, bandanas, earrings. <laughs> you know, all that. No heels. I'm not. I'm not doing that. And Laura, yeah, you got cowboy said boots it. though, right? Uh, you wear cowboy boots? No, no cowboy boots. All right, just uh, a plethora of very, very different headgear. Again, it's functional, so you know. Don't think I'm trying to be cool. Yeah, but you are cool. I'm trying. I'm and trying. you're playing. You're playing the horn, right? So you have some type of a saxophone in in hand, right? Yeah. When you're when you're uh, performing, and so how how many horns do you have, Cliff? I have five total, and all saxophones. I have uh, three tenors. Well, one I'm in the process of selling. Um, so I'll be down to two tenors, two sopranos, and one baritone sax. Yeah, and I have names for all of them. Ooh, what are they? Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so my baritone will start on the bottom is Respucia, Miss Res- Respucia Lattimore. Um, she's very feisty. That reference is not connecting with you, bro. Come on, it's not. But okay. It, it, you, what is it? Eddie Murphy's brilliant. He should have won the Academy Award. Oh my gosh! For Norbit, nice. He should have. He, he should have won. Nice. Then again, Mike Myers should have won for Gold Member, but I'm okay. I'm I'm processing that still. <laughs> um, yeah, and so my two tenors. Um, one is a a P Moriat, which is unlacquered, so it's kind of dark, um, and I call her Stormy, just because. She has. She was temperamental at first. She's fine now, but her dark color, you know, portends of bad weather. Um, and the other tenor I had when I first started playing, when I first picked up the horn after my life hiatus, is Plucky, which was my mother's nickname. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, and which one? Which one's your go-to? Um, I'm hesitant to take Plucky out because uh, she's just so special, and you know. Um, so it's Stormy. And then I have two Sopranos, Miss Prissy, who's silver. And then my newest is Amara, which is my granddaughter's name. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's cool. It's weird. It's, I don't know. So your tenor, your tenor sax is, yeah. your, is your go-to? Oh, yeah. Nice. You know, I started on alto, and um, I've never picked up the alto since. I started on clarinet, but I started looking like a clarinet when I was in middle school, long, skinny, and black. So I picked up the sax because it was cooler, and um, you know, yeah, no regrets. Saxophone's been very, very good. Definitely, you know, looks good on you, man. Thanks, like brother. You were born to do that for sure. Thank you. Um, so, uh, two seventy famous yeah. rock, rock house, rock house, and um, then what else? Kismet Notes, which is a duo I'm doing with Laura Kay, my partner in all things. Uh, one of the best humans I could possibly have um, run into. Uh, you know, we have a running thing where she was close to her dad, was close to my mom. They're both departed. So they're up in heaven kind of creating this amazing adventure for us to, you know, to go on. And, um, you know, Laura's a, an empath of the highest order, and she's very spiritual and drops things on me that I'm like, what? You saw what? Someone came to talk to you, and what does that mean? And she's a numbers fairy, so she has the uncanny ability. It would be 
it would suck if she were an X-Man because she would get them all killed. So, like, you know, we'll be driving. <laughs> and she was like, oh, it's 333. Okay, well, how did, you know, how did you tune into that at that moment? Right. And that's, that's uncanny. Probably not fighting Magneto, but, um, yeah, it's uncanny. That's who she is. Oh, oh. Uh, what other issue, uh, things am I doing? We know I'm sitting in with a whole bunch of people. It's just we we do see you pop up a lot, <laughs> and it's it's cool. It sounds like a disease of some no. sort. No, no, man, you're 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 in high demand. I'm the I'm the Lyme disease of sax players. <laughs> well, of all That's the so cool of all the sax players out there, I have to say truly that I'm 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 one of them. Yes. But but you're 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 cool. <laughs> you know I'm trying. I think they're all cool, man. Anybody oh yeah, they're all cool. Sax I mean, cool. there are, you know, world class talent here. Mm -hmm. You know, Brian Olszewski, who I took lessons from, who's just a beast, and you know, they call him Superman, but yeah, and he lives up to it. You know, Sean Sean Wallace Thunder, who's an amazing educator and plays all kinds of different instruments. You know, he teaches at Ohio State. Uh, Michael Cox, who teaches at Capitol, been a big influence. He's a he's a stalwart from jazz, and he goes he he has a you know the flip over the uh, forget about it. I'm like okay, I'm, I'm just going to quit. I go see him. You know, I'm quit. Oh, Kevin O'Neill plays with Hoodoo Soul. He's a freak of nature. He's just you know. I love that. There's all, all those guys. Sean Curtis, I hear I see you. You know, I see uh, all those cats. Anthony Jackson, <laughs> Eddie Baird, you know, um, Matt Adams. I can go on. There's just a ton who inspired they're, they're me. All, they're all cool. Oh, yeah. They're all cool. They're all sax players. Very giving. And I have to dedicate this to AC. Oh, my God. Who, um, you know, when I first started playing <clears throat> in the blues jams, he was so nice to me. And there's a story I could tell, but I would literally start bawling. And I don't want to do that. I want to stay cool. Okay. But, you know. That er, those early interactions with AC, just him being welcoming and uh, you know giving of his attention and he's one of the first people I met in Columbus music and I share your admiration, your um, your your blessed memory yeah memories of AC yeah. and um, it, it it killed me when 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 he passed yeah. You know, I was I was filling in for him with Nightfall mm -hmm. near the end. Didn't New Year's Eve with them. Had committed to them, and then Rockhouse said, "Hey, why don't you come do New Year's Eve?" I'm like, oh man, I committed already. Um, but you know, it was fun. We were at Indian Lake. It was fun. Um, yeah, so I, I was sitting in with him because I think he was with Drew Allen at that point doing a duo, and you know, just conflicts. Or he wasn't feeling well and didn't tell anyone. So. Um, yeah, so I got to know them, and so that that was kind of special when he passed. I'm gonna get you closer to the mic. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so so when he passed, um, you know, I, I felt that with Nightfall because I got to know them, and yeah, so yeah, I I uh, I, I had I, you know, AC played in some of the bands that I was running, you yeah. know, years ago, and. Um, he uh, he he really is a very give, he was a give, giving yeah. and, and very influential 
yeah. presence for sure. Absolutely. And, and, and sorely missed. Yeah. Um, any, um, any reason why you're playing the horn cliff? Where, <laughs> how, how did this start for you? Well, that's a great question. Um, so I grew up in St. Louis and, um, to a single mother. My father um, was a homicide victim. So my mother was a nurse with the Veterans Administration. She started out as a candy striper and um, she realized that for her to advance up the ladder, she would have to move around and get different experiences as they became available. So most of my life was spent um, traveling. So we were in St. Louis again until I was eight. Then she got transferred to Jackson, Mississippi. We were there for two or three years. Then San Diego, which I was very pumped about. We get another two or three years. Then Philadelphia, the suburbs. And by that time, I graduated high school. And then she got transferred to Richmond, Virginia. And then she retired in Pittsburgh. So, um, you know, the only constant for me was music. Um... And comic books. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I carried them with. Um, so you know, I was, I was going from school to school because every time we moved to a city, we would end up moving again within the city. So I, I was always the new kid uh, for about a year or so. Um, so um, <clears throat> yeah, so you know, music was always there. And high school, I, I I become okay. I was all right, you know. And so, um, graduated high school, um, went into the service for a little while, um, college, and then jobs. And music was always something that was there. I mean, I um, obviously still loved music, but I, but but the horn wasn't there. I just was too busy trying to be the father I didn't have, you know, and trying to conquer the world as a young guy who's just out of school and trying to be a professional and carve a career. So uh, music was on the back burner. And at some point, you know, I, I found myself single. Uh, my kids were grown. And so it was an existential moment where I had to kind of see who am I? What am I? What am I about? What's my purpose now? Because my purpose had been to be the best father that I could be. Um, to, you know, effectively break the cycle, um, uh, you know. Yes. Yeah. So did that successfully, and I have two great kids. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I, I, I picked up the horn, um, and I had been playing in church, but it was just church um, to me. It was unfulfilling, and as we kind of discussed, my love affair with music or with uh, religion was on the wane, so to speak. So, um, found some um, found some resources, but I, I knew I needed lessons. So, um, one of the organists from church, Vernon Harrison, who was a local jazz musician, um, introduced me to Charlie Cook, who's passed away. Um, so, uh, Charlie Cook, who was a, who was a local jazz guy, was my first kind of entree into playing other stuff and learning theory and um, improvisation. So, um, you know, Cookie passed away. 
took lessons from Brian Wolszewski after that, you know, which was, you know, can't ask for better at that point in time for me. Right. You know, and it was funny because as I was leaving, I was getting compliments from people. You sounded great in there. You sounded great. I'm like, I'm just practicing. And, you know, he was letting me do whatever. Um, but yeah, Brian was very influential and um, still is. And uh, yeah, so um, I knew I wasn't going to be a jazz guy because, you know, you have to go to college for that. I went to college for something else. You have to go to college for that and really apply. And I, I didn't have, at, at that point in time, I didn't have the patience and the... Uh, the dedication to you know go to go to a jazz school, so I went to the jams, you know. And you got you got a different education. Yeah, a different education. <laughs> um, Patrick That's... Patrick McLaughlin at Crazy Mule. Oh man. Um, Josh Rizzo at On the Rocks, you know. Um, of course, the Dolphin Lounge. I can't remember who was doing it then. I don't know if Tom was, um, but yeah, um, and just kind of starting to play and meet people and then my confidence came and then I saw my progress start kind of exponentially going up I was more comfortable in front of a crowd I uh, was more comfortable with what I was playing people were actually receptive to what I was doing and um, you know after my second divorce I needed some acceptance I needed a lot of things I guess but you know I needed to feel like I was you know, deserving of there's and there was a purpose, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Pur- a purpose. I needed of, a purpose. Yeah, I understand that totally. Been there, man. Yeah, you know, I uh, yeah had had some revelations. Got tattooed. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, so the word of Invictus is tattooed across my chest. Nice from the poem William Hindley. Yeah. Remember that one? I, I, you know, I'm not a literary guy. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I think whatever gods may be from my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of, circ- in the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror, horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. And I love those two right there. And then, you know, matters not how straight the gate, I'll charge with punishments to scroll. I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. Nice. Nice. Because that's you. Yeah, because I, during that time, I had, that that poem just kind of came to mind, and I don't know why. Um... But it did. And and it's weird because the last two lines were Timothy McVeigh's last, you know, when he was executed. So that kind of brought the poem to prominence, I guess, or reinvigorated interest in it. In in purpose, right? Yeah. 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 So it's really cool. I forgot where I was. Oh yeah. So you know. Just yeah. So you, <laughs> you, you. Well, this the is jams, when you came. Yeah. You came when you came to to Columbus. It was what you, what like. Oh, this was pretty, uh, relatively recently for you, right? Well, first time I've. I mean, I've been in Columbus since 1989, mm-hmm. 90. But when I came, it was for a job. I was a restaurant manager, and then ended up leaving, going to Ohio State. 
And so all that time from 1983 on to, you know, probably eight or nine years ago when I started practicing, no horn, no nothing. Music's there. It's cool. I used to play. I was in high school. Listen, I played. Yeah. Listening to it. But but when you picked it back up, right, you know, you were here. Mm-hmm. It was maybe, um, how many years ago? So we're talking probably, generously, I'd say eight years. Okay. Hit, hitting the jams. Yeah, yeah. And then, hey, you want to join our band? Hey, you want to do that? Hey, That's hey, cool. you know. That's so fun. early on, um, you know, I played with Six Foot Blonde for a little while. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, that was early on. Uh, Christopher Tracy's Parade, which is a R&B funk band, which is still in the basement. God bless their souls. I mean, they're good guys. Yep. The Has-Beens. Oh, sure. Yeah, Jeff Rambees. I, rem- I, remember <laughs> yeah. that, I remember that band. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you know, Blue Spectrum came along there. I played with the Digs for a while. Um, Rock House. Right. Yeah. And then just sitting in and jamming with a whole bunch of other bands, just one-offs. Yeah. Which has been phenomenal. Yeah. So when you when you decide to go out and you you hit the venue, I'm sure the bands see you. Sometimes. <laughs> I gotcha. Sometimes. If you make yourself known, they, yes. they, they think he's probably got his horn in the yes. trunk or something, right? What's, famously, go, what's going on there? Famously, um, Hot Lucy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love those guys. Yeah. Um, and um, who else? Oh, Distorted Silence. I played with them for a gig. Oh, man. Yeah, Rico. Rico oh, in the Distorted Nation. Powerhouse. Yeah. Powerhouse, yeah. Great fans, too. Um, who else? Our guy, Paul Weiss. I, I've played some things with him. I the Ember Solis. How can I forget that? Oh, wow. I was in that band, yeah. Yeah, before. Yeah, and, a, and so sweet. Yeah just, yeah. just a great. Committed, dedicated. Up and coming. I mean, she's going places. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just yeah. know it when you, when you meet Absolutely. her and, and speak with her. And... I mean, Scott is one of those keyboardists. I have, there's like maybe three, four, five keyboardists who've been instrumental in my progress and who I kind of benchmark things by. It's weird. You would think sax players, but it's keyboardists. So when I was in middle school in San Diego, a guy named Kevin Flournoy, um, I used to go over his house, ride my bike, and, uh, you know, have my clarinet strapped down on the, on the long silver rack there. No saxophone by then, you know, we play Sir Duke and I mean, he's brilliant. Um, and he's actually a world-class musician. Now, if you look him up on Facebook, Kevin Flournoy, he's done all kinds of stuff. He's, you know, posting, I'm with Chaka Khan here. I'm with somebody here and like, okay, well, you are LA based and there are pictures. So I take your word for it. (laughs) And then, um, Martin Palmer, who was uh, my best friend in high school, he's a gospel guy down in Florida, um, very talented. Um, and my first band I was in with Martin. And we won the high school talent show twice. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. We just had our 40-year reunion um, this past weekend. Um, yeah, Vernon Harrison from church, who introduced me, Charlie Cook, jazz guy. 
Nice. Um, yeah. Amelia Rose, I was in with uh, Blue Spectrum. And you got to get her on your show. Paul Weiss and uh, Scott Lee for just other stuff, you know. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anybody you want to send my way would be awesome. Oh, You know, there's okay. no... It's really, you know, it, it's a matter of um, just kind of getting to know who's out there. Yeah. Um, I do know some. Yep. Um, others I reach out to and yep. others, you know, come through introduction, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really just a matter of, um, just providing a, a platform for folks to, to tell their backgrounds and their right. stories and right. get to know who's out there. Cause like in your case, we see Cliff Marsh. I mean, your, your charismatic presence, number one. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes it comes out through your horn yeah. and so you know what what encapsulates your your essence what's the essence of cliff in your in your words it's deep um the essence you, I, you you strike me as a deep guy and i i, I hope you don't mind that question no that's fine yeah um, a lot has to do with my worldview, I guess, and um, some of the things we talked about earlier with regard to becoming more spiritual and embracing the humanity in me and, and others and um, really focusing on the commonality that we all have um, in spite of our differences and certainly in spite and in rebellion to 2020 and all the COVID shutdown of Facebook blah 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 um yes you know so i try to focus on humanity and certainly there are people who disagree with me on certain things and i think that's natural you know no one believes everything that everyone else believes it's fine um but i see their humanity and you know the test for me is if i'm broken down on the highway and i know that's you Lynn, I know that's you. You know, I know your car, bro. I know that's you. You know, I, I see you. You can wear shades. I know that face, right? Would you pull over and help me out? Yes. Exactly. Yes, I would. And I would for anyone I know. So that's the first thing. And, you know, deep down, you I know. think we want to do that for anyone. But we also know in our in our, the wisdom of our of our age bracket, so to speak, that... Sometimes that's a trap. <laughs> to help not, 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 sometimes it can be like, you know, broken down the road. I mean, you hear, you read these stories where so folks, cynical, but it's, it's me. It, it's Cliff Mars. Well, man. no, if it's you, if I know you, I'm, def I'm definitely, man. I'm definitely stopping. Right? Sexual chocolate. Yes. Major boy. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is yes, for, for, for you or anyone else okay. that I know, but for some, for, but for a stranger broken down, right? Um, sometimes, sometimes that can be a trap. Oh yeah. So you're not going to necessarily, I mean, even though you may want to in your sure. heart, sure. but you know, if you don't know the person, right. Well, self-preservation is a tenant, I would think, of humanity. <laughs> I'm not just going to walk into the lion's den. No. No. No, I used to walk straight into the lion's den or straight into Easy the killer. fire. Oh, oh, that lion's den. Okay. Straight into the... I thought you were going different Straight direction. into the bonfire. I mean, what you choose life. to do in the confines of your home? It's, it's a lovely home, by the way. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank this you. It was dope. Well, we, you know, we've been here two years and we, we still wake up and we're, you know, still like, oh man. Cliff is still here. I thought the podcast was last week. 
Oh, it's not like oh, I can hide. No, no wonder Beth is in the other room, like quote unquote working. Mega Beth is the best man. Let me she's, tell you, she's sweet. First time I saw her, I think it was at Blarney Stone where you guys came and saw us. Oh, she was cool. singing. Dude, she hit some note. I think Bobby McGee and my car alarm went off. I was like, what? 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 She's Mega she, Beth, man. She has it. She has that. Yeah, that it. She does. She does. Yes. Yeah, and I, you know, she had a busy gig weekend this week, past weekend. Yeah, too. man. That's good. I mean, she we were lucky, three to, times. lucky to be outside, and I think that's probably the last good weekend for that. So, props to my, my peeps at Blarney Stone for looking out. I think we'll be back. I hope we'll be back. I hope uh, so. Looking at the crowd and the smiles on their faces and... Right. Yeah, the owner was happy. Oh, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I, I had to have been. I touched base with them. Yeah, you know, that, and that's a that's, and that's what you got to do, man. That's an art here. I mean, that's that's a thing. You know, some folks are really just okay. Pull out the calendar. You know, some you have to caress, I guess, and massage. Some you have to um, definitely pursue. Maybe hire a third party investigator to track the whereabouts. Put a tracer in the car when they say they're home. They're home and they're work. They're work. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I I don't know, but um, yeah, I've been lucky to book two seventy famous, um, based I think off of a lot of. Oh, you sat in with this band here. Okay, gotcha. You know, and that really speaks to um, just how close this community is, and it's surprising to me how close it is, and it's also welcoming. You know, it, it can be a Dutchman, I guess, because you. You know, we're all humans. So we hear things probably that someone said about something and, you know, you know something else. But, you know, for the most part, I'm very lucky and very happy to be part of this community. Again, not long. I generously say eight years, you know. But, you know, as I explained to you, it's an uh, it's, uh, inch or two deep and uh, probably uh, a few yards long as far as my experiences you know always trying to get better as a player and when i first started you know people would say he plays with a lot of emotion yeah you do you can feel (laughs) you can feel every everything you do he plays with a lot of passion or, Mm -hmm. or something but to me in my mind with my own anxieties of course i took it as well they're being nice to me you know Maybe I'm not as technically sound as I should be. Um, and certainly, you know, we can all get better as musicians. You know, so it's taken me a while to kind of really settle into what this is. And even on the drive here, I was like, I can't believe that I'm ge- going to be on a podcast talking <laughs> about this. You know, when if you knew me before music and I got good buddies from grad school, and you know will attest to the glasses the thicker probably thicker than i should have glasses you know what what they call the nut cutter jeans you know that may be a little tight um you know more of a, a squarish dude you know and they they see me now and they're like and even my son he's like i cannot believe that that's my dad you know just the reception because again you know he's not you know my daughter comes more frequently obviously she's here but my son when he comes home from leave um we'll make we'll carve some time out from his busy schedule 
to come see a gig if I'm playing. And um, that's so awesome. That's so awesome when they yeah. come around. Yeah. You know, like I maybe wore a watch. Now he's seeing all this jewelry and necklaces and the ripped jeans. I can't believe my dad were, you know, he, he, he can't believe. But dude, I had to be that dude. You're, yeah, dude, you're a rock star, man. You know, I had to I had to be that dude to raise a son to go out into this world. And this skin and all of that. I had to raise him, you know, being kind of type A. Now, maybe type B plus. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> You've been looking at my transcripts, haven't you? I, I have not. From grad school. I have not, but I think yeah. I'm intrigued now. Um, there was, you know. What's, what's, what was the topic? Um, what, what's, what's important to you? Right now? Yeah. I mean, obviously, music is a big part of your life. Um, Laura, Laura is a big part of your life. Absolutely, going yeah. on at home, but but yeah. like what? We're in the same age bracket, man. Like what? What are we? What gets you on? I think so. Yeah, you're younger than I am. Okay, but you know you're wise. But still, yeah, you're wise, and and I gotta, and I gotta believe you got something to say. Yeah. Mm. What's important to you? Well, personally, I think you you hit on it. Uh, my family, my kids, yeah. uh, Laura, uh, my granddaughter, Amara, Amara Rose. She's a ninja. I call her a ninja because she only took a nap for like uh, 10 minutes. And, you know, she's waking up. She's got one eye open and, you know, yeah, she's the best. How, Marmar, how old? How old is she? Uh, I know she's over five months, so she's somewhere between five and six. I, I, you yeah. know, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just she's know. A, she's a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a wise soul, and, you know, I think somewhere along the line, you know, my mom has something to do with her personality, and I would love to see how that mani- you know, kind of manifests. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just more connected along those lines, I think. Um, so, yeah, she's definitely important. And, and you know, the music is, is still important. And I think what me and Laura kind of have identified as songs that speak to her strength as a songstress, but still allow me (laughs) selfishly to doodle and do what I do. I think that's going to be special. Um, You know, we kind of talked about um, how we do what we do, where I'm at a gig and I'm playing She's connecting with people on a whole different level. She's an empath, and people are drawn to her light. And so, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, she, she reaches a lot of people that way. And she'll come out of the bathroom, and, you know, both both women are dabbing their eyes. I'm like, okay, something happened. You she know? felt something yeah. in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, she goes into the bathroom by herself. You know, she comes out, and she's hugging three women. You know, <laughs> I don't know what goes on there. Do, do dudes do that? No. No. Especially I, I was, coming out of there. Yeah. No. I mean, no. It's, it's, yeah. no. Don't, you know, watch your stance. Don't be too broad around the shoulders. That's right. You know, if you're both talking to a man about a horse, keep it straight, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. no eye contact, even if I know you. Matter of fact, five stalls down. Right. Oh yeah, you gotta have at least one. Not yeah. 
I mean, the more the the more the the merrier, right? In this particular case, that's right. Is where it's, it's weird that we're talking about urinal, uh, urinals. <laughs> yes, I say urinals. Is is weird that we're talking about that? It is. I don't the more the came, merrier. I don't know how it came out. That's right. Well, uh, but Laura, Laura, yeah. yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was not an exercise of word association, was it? No. That's so funny. Easy killer. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, she she connects with people. And, you know, I think with our chemistry and I think with what we're going to do musically, uh, we'll reach a lot of people and um, create, you know, whatever positive vibe we can. And what's the name of your duo? Kismet Notes. Beautiful. Right. So if you go to Facebook and look up Kismet, K-I-S-M-E-T, it's um, Hindu, I think, for destiny or fate. Um, yeah. Used to be Cliff's Notes, which, uh, you know, I, I literally had to research and get a disclaimer in case they came after me, the Cliff's Notes guys. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's backing tracks. And it's Cliff's Notes because, number one, it's kind of catchy. But it's, it's, it's an opportunity for me to play the stuff that really touches me. Like, um, I was in San Diego 78 through 81, or 77 through 81. So if you think about the beach in San Diego, you're thinking Three's Company, you're thinking, you know, a whole bunch of different, you know, different vibe, right? And so we would literally go boogie boarding at La Jolla and all that stuff and bikes. I had a big jerry curl, which, you know, the juicier the better, right? So it's funny because so cool, man. you know, on the way to school before you you know before you hit hit school you know you, you know you know get a little activator well, going, put a little dabble to you. That's right, man. Get juicy, get it juicy, get it. You know, so when you shake your <laughs> head, man, you got curls flopping. You know, maybe a, a spritz during the day, splash of yeah. You know, you go home at night. Can you imagine what's in your hair? Oh, jeez. Exactly. Every kind that, of insect known to man wow. is, 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 is in your hair, right? So you're, you're still, still alive, right? Uh, maybe. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so that was me literally back, back then in junior high. Jerry Curl, you know, the painter's pants, the corduroys, the Ocean Pacific painter's pants, you know. Converse's was your star. Nike's, you know, they had the baby blue with the baby blue swoosh yeah cherry cloth shirts wow yeah and and, and so yeah so you're talking doobies you're talking ambrose all the yacht rock stuff i was literally you know i would say ground zero for that you know i i i knew probably you know you're talking jerry rafferty you're talking all those guys al stewart you know, if you had taken a black, a skinny black kid from Chicago, they probably wouldn't know all those names. But, you know, because we were there and uh, we were exposed to that, the waning of disco, you know, good funk, Parliament Funkadelic, Rappers of Light. I was there for that in San Diego. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know how we got started on that, but we were there. So I took you to a place in time, Linda Miko. And I gave you some music to listen and I, to. And I appreciate it. My man. Oh, man. 
I, um, Parliament guitar player Kevin Oliver. You know Kevin? Do you know? Do you know those guys in that band? George, I don't know George, the guys in the band. George. No. Um, George Clinton. Sure. One of my favorite guitar players is Kevin. Kevin Oliver. Kevin plays for for Parliament. Oh wow! Uh, psychedelic. Uh, George. George Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. He's been playing the, in there for uh, years, and I just like Kevin. Oh man. He's just, he used to play here in Columbus when he lived in Columbus yeah. um, with Hoodoo Soul. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just, um, one of the nicest guys you ever meet in your life. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that music is, is so timeless. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's it good is. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I, I would play along with it um, at home. Yeah. You know, I play the radio and just play along with it. And that, Really helped develop my ear. Um, of course, I was playing alto at that point in time. Yeah, so I, I have a connection to that, and so it really felt important for me if I'm going to do some solo stuff um, to just play that. George Benson, you know, the. Um, it is, is, Laura, is Laura uh, so, singing? Yeah, yeah. So, in oh, yeah, Kismet knows so we're yeah, back yeah. on it. Yeah, so. No, no, I'm so yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I have a couple of gigs. I really don't pursue it, and I was kind of lazy pursuing it because to me, I'd rather just play with somebody. I'd rather just play with a band or play with, you know, a duo or trio, whatever. Um, so, I really wasn't pursuing Cliff's notes like I, I probably could have. Um, but, you know, Laura's a singer. She was always singing in the car, singing at home, you know, and she would sing every once in a while um just you know um with me playing you know me practicing she would you know say hey you know i think i can sing that or she would just start singing along and you know she's a preacher's kid so she was raised in a church and um so we decided to just do it together so i have maybe a couple gigs still this year so we're going to be at El Dorado's on October 15th for Kismet Notes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, my calendar's marked. Yeah. There you go. And so, you know, we were Yellow Springs, and the story's on our Facebook page. Well, you know, we can't be Cliff's Notes anymore. That's not cool. Let's be something. And so we didn't know what, but we were walking together in Yellow Springs. Um, right as the stores were opening, um, this lady walks out with a sign, and she's got Kismet, and it's, uh, you know, a swirly thing. And it, it hit me. There it is. We just call ourselves Kismet. And there's a Kismet, of course. And there's a Kismet duo. So I think Kismet Notes is, you know, Cliff's notes evolving to, you know, Kismet Notes. It's really cool. And so she's going to sing the thing, you know, the the lyrics that I was that I was playing in my in my solo thing. She's going to sing those, and you know, I'll find something to play. That's so cool. I'm sure. I can't wait. You know, I've seen some video, but. I'm looking forward to the to the live show yeah. at El Dorado. Yeah. This is the first yeah. one. Yeah. Coming up. So yeah, we mentioned my saxes. I'll be playing soprano and tenor. I won't be playing the baritone. So the baritone was was is really just for like Shorty Allen and the Skirt Chasers. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my good friend Johnny Step, who's one of the most generous musicians I know. Um, he was in at one point in time, Jesse Blankenship band. Um, Shorty Allen, the Skirt Chasers, the Diggs, and Betty Bangs. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, 
with Abbey Music, um, great talented singer. Ross Music, her, her brother's a drummer. Um, yeah, so it was very incestuous. And so, you know, he and I had struck up a, a friendship back when I first started. I met him at um, Crazy Mule. He was with um, Riviera Royals, which was a rockabilly three-piece. Asked me to join. You know, we've been friends and musical partners ever since. So I want to give him a shout-out as well as someone who's been instrumental and very generous and very um, just encouraging, you know. And, you know, yeah, I've stayed with a few bands. I'm not talking about John in this instance, but I've stayed with a few acts longer than I probably should have, you know. And that's primarily because me, you want me to be in your band? You know, you don't know me from, you know, I'm just kind of new on the scene, just kind of, there's a big guy who plays sax and he plays very energetic. He's not that good, but he's got lots of energy. I was that guy, you know. So, you know, I, I think... You know, we're we're not, you know, we're in the band until we're not in the band. Um, reasons for departures and terminations and things are, in the larger scheme of things, they don't mean anything. But, you know, with every departure and every, um, <clears throat> you know, disagreement, um, I wish everyone the best. And that's a karmic effect for me. The more positivity I, I wish upon whoever let me go, um, has just led to more success and more feeling at ease and more, obviously more peace because you're not in a tense situation, but um, it's just left me just feeling more human. That's a great, great yeah. attitude, man. And I think, you know, that's a lesson for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, don't be angry at anyone. Just forgive them and wish them the best. And, you know, if you're, you're five foot two, you're a five foot two dude. I wish you wake up on the beach, six foot five for long flowing hair, you know, and muscular like like Thor, you know. If you're insecure, I hope you wake up and you're able to walk and say hi to everybody you meet. You know, whatever again, for you know my perception, I, I've identified some things that oh yeah, that person was insecure. Oh yeah, that person was a little too controlling. But um, whatever the case may be, I wish everyone the best. And you'll get that back. I guarantee you. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful statement, but great attitude. And uh, one, one to be received by, by everyone. I hope so. So back to, you know, what's concerning me. I think that's, that's something. Empathy. Yeah. And just being... Just realizing our commonality, um, and music has certainly been one that I'm sharing as a, you know, in terms of a commonality with everyone from every political stripe, every racial stripe, every whatever. You know, if we can connect and say, "Man, that was a kick-ass song," you know, and just <clears throat> you know, go deep into the liner notes and who played sax on this, who played guitar on that, I think we'd be better off. There's too much that divides us. You know? Oh yeah, no, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And it brings us back to the music, the common, the common thread. And, yeah. Um, for you, uh, we can all find uh, Rock House. Oh yeah. We can find a small little band just trying to get along, just trying to <laughs> figure some things out. Of course, trying to learn from others. Key West in November, <laughs> and go on our website, Playa del Carmen, the all-inclusive resort. We're playing with Buck Naked Band. 
and Boaterhead, the Yacht Rock powerhouse from Cleveland. Both both bands are powerhouses from Cleveland, but yeah, Boaterhead, and they're they're at um, uh, Lazy every once in a while. I think they're coming up at the Lazy Chameleon. So come on out, party with the guys at Rock House, and see some good Yacht Rock Boaterhead. That's gonna be great. Yeah, uh, two seventy famous. Um, uh, I know we're at Rennie's. Uh, we've got another Eldos, a Friday night of Eldos coming up. Check that out. Check out Kismet Notes. Me and Laura Kay doing some stuff. Um, and from time to time, you know, Jerry, Jerry Lowe's Hurricane Jerry, who you've got to have on your show. I would love to. You know, we saw I'm him. I'm Jerry here. Beth and I saw him in Westerville yeah. uh, doing his solo. And um, I, I've, I've followed him for, for years. Oh. You know, yeah, he doesn't know, he doesn't know me from Adam, but uh, like to, he's like in to Chicago right now. I think yeah. he was doing some stuff. Yeah, uh, you know him and I. You know, we connected at a blues jam, and there there's just some connections, especially mm-hmm. you know like with AC, uh, with Sam Warbignoli, who's a keyboard player, great keyboard player up north in Mansfield. Sam, miss you. Um, yeah, just a, a few guys, and Jerry was just he's just one of those guys. You know, you know he's been around, and the fact that he would give you the time of day and kind of do he's a sweet tray eights with sweet you. guy Ugh. yeah he's a sweetheart and the, the latest duo um you guys have a facebook page yeah as yeah well, yeah right? yeah kismet notes kismet um, notes yeah refining the set list if she process, can sing anything fluid i can put a sax on anything just about mm-hmm. so it's like what makes sense what doesn't so we've got a plethora of songs october 15th come see us we just played our first gig at prohibition which is a lovely little spot up in Powell, across from Hooli Hooli. He saw us at open open jam, and uh, Elson, come in. props to you. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, phenomenal. Yeah, you know my my other projects. I'm sitting in with the uh, yeah other people, of course. Christopher Tracy's parade, skill guys. You know, we're still in the basement. So much talent, but yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, Reggie Hooks, who's got a, a Blue G vibe R&B. So I'm spreading my wings, going to do some R&B from Glad all this rock that, and blues. Yeah, yeah. Glad yeah. to hear it. Yeah. Cliff Marsh, everyone. Cliff Marsh, thank you so much for coming and spending the time this evening. This has been fun. And uh, come back, man. Come back with Laura, and we'll do we'll, we'll Fourth of July. On. I mean, uh, it's, it's uh, going to be yeah. Well, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I think we'll still be here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if I forgot anyone, you know you're loved, and you know that you've touched me. And uh, let's just all be better to each other, you know. And uh, it's a great message, man. Find the music. Let's mm-hmm. find the commonality. Words to live by. Thank you, Cliff. Thanks, brother. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Episode 23 on Columbus Local Podcast. Thank you. Have a great night. Bye-bye.